0: Good uh, morning, good morning. I was just looking, we got a message at the Alvarez Facebook channel, it's not broadcasting We'll fix that later. Welcome to Sacred Space Sunday. Or if you're listening to us on the podcast, Nia Center, Engage, Educate, and Empower, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Mark Christmas, Reiki Master and Director of Oldesteed Wellness at the Nia Center. The next two minutes, my wife, and Jewell, Jewel, the Founder and Spiritual Director of the Nia Center. You had to put Christmas in that name. So.
1: It's in there.
0: Is it? I didn't. I just thought it would say Nan or Joe.
1: It, it, even if you don't see it, it's in there.
0: <laughs> That's sweet talking, man. Yeah. So me and my definition means purpose and intention. The Nia Center presents Saber Space Sunday, which you're listening to, where our spiritual conversations conversation will engage, educate, and empower you. Draw from the insights of sacred texts, wisdom teachers across the ages, sages from the past and present, and universal ethical principles for practical strategies for transformation. They create oneness, love, joy, and love. Our right. transformation model is insight plus application equals results. Right. Today's spiritual conversation topic is more in twenty-four. Do you want more in twenty? program will include an affirmation. A moment of posture, presence, a mindfulness moment, a talk, and a conversation to engage, educate, and empower. Next, we recommend a practice of applying the insights and closing with a prayer to take you into your day and days ahead. We've been celebrating community since September 19th, 2019. Okay. And now we got some, some stuff happening this month, special month, February, right?
1: It is a special month. February is the most special month, if you ask me. But more about that later, more about that later. It is Black History Month. It is Black History Month. And so you may or may not be aware that this year, the 2024 theme for Black History Month is African Americans and the Arts. African Americans and the Arts. And we have a link here, which we can also put in the chat for people to be able to click live.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: We will put it in again where you can learn all about Black History Month from the organization that started Black History Month. And so that organization is the Association for the Study of African-American Life in History, which is an organization that was started by Carter G. Woodson. Carter G. <laughs> so black. the story of Black History Month began in Chicago, actually in 1915. Another shout out to Chicago. So much great stuff started in Chicago. And it began as Black History Week, Black History Week. And Woodson chose February, February for reasons of tradition and reform, tradition and reform. And so when you read about the history of Black History Month and why Woodson selected February, you will often see that it was chosen because Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass both had birthdays in February, one February 12th and the other one February 14th. And this is true. And he also chose it, uh, also as a way of not centering just on these individuals, but on Black history, the Black communities, and the Black struggle. So it's called he, Negro
0: History
1: Week, right? Yes, it, yes, exactly. It was it, it. He officially announced Negro History Week in February 1926. And so it is both tradition and reform that were behind Black History Month. And then Black History Month became actually in 1986, which was also the first year of the celebration of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday as a national holiday. This is when the U.S. Congress, in a joint resolution of both the House and Senate, imagine that in 2024, a joint resolution in both the House and Senate, hard to imagine. But in 1986, Congress designated the month of February as National Black History Month. And the resolution authorized and requested that then-President Ronald Reagan issue a proclamation in observance. And so since then, each president does issue a proclamation. And so if you go online right now and you look up Biden presidential proclamation, you will see his proclamation for 2024 in a black history. Model. I think
0: every president except Trump did, if I remember that, since 1986.
1: Yeah, I believe Trump did as well, actually.
0: Yeah, something I, I read the other day said he was the only one that did it, too. The yeah. Guys, the history yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's a little bit about Black History Month. Mark, you had another fun fact. And we will just Um, this two other points before I pass it to you. My apologies on Carter G. Woodson that I think are of note. So much is of note. So the 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 website that we provided is a constant source. It is still an ongoing organization. So his organization Mm -hmm. continues. And so it is any day of the week, 365 days of the year. It is a source of new scholarship of not just Black history, but a Black scholarship today. So it is a great resource for Black people and African-Americans on an ongoing basis. Carter G. Woodson also was the second ac- African-American to get a PhD from Harvard, the first being W.E.B. Du Bois. So very prominent in that regard. And he was also a graduate chapter member of Omega Sci-Fi for those individuals.
0: Now, is it a Q? I didn't know Carter was a Q. Yep,
1: yep. So those <laughs> Q. are few uh, I think, notable facts. Over to you,
0: Mark. Yeah, so I wonder who the first Black preacher was. And this research, his name was John Morant. Now, he's got an interesting story. You see, he only lived to be 36 years old. And he was an American Methodist preacher. But one night, you know, he was he was uh, he was born a free man in 1755 in New York. His father died when he was four, and you know his mother and siblings. She moved him around. They lived in a lot of colonies in South Charleston, South Carolina, in 1766. But he enrolled in music school. He learned to play the print, torn, and violin. And by the time he was 13, one night he was on his way to a social. And the friend challenged him to go into the church where this guy was preaching and blow the horn up, upset the meeting. And according to the story, he went into the church to blow the horn, and he passed out. <laughs> so, so I think he recuperating. and he talked and prayed with the preacher until he was relieved of his guilt. But his wow. sister and family didn't agree with his newfound changes. When so at 14, this kid left home to wander in the world wilderness. Well, he was rescued by some Cher- Cherokee hunter who took him to the Cherokee village. Now, the Cherokee sentenced him to die, right? And the village In spite of his hunter's pleas, but Moran won his life through prayer and led several people to the Lord. So that, of course, the story. And later on, the British coerced him to joining the, the British Navy, and he fought against the American Revolution for seven years. And according to the story, he backslid, and... He was released from the Navy in the 1780s. He met up again with the preacher who he went to, where he passed out with his service, service and renewed his walk with God. His brother had moved to Nova Scotia, who asked him to come move there. And so Moran moved to Nova Scotia and started a church. But he was also the chaplain of the Prince Hall Grand Lodge of friendly Masons, one of the first institutions in Massachusetts to call for the abolition of slavery. So he knew that this group's work. Boston abolished the slave the slave trade in 1788. So then he left for England in 1790, and then died in 1791 at only the age of 36. So, interesting guy, right? Interesting guy. Some sad, sad, sad stuff about what happened with him and his his life and death. Very, very short lived. Very short lived. A lot of the good ones die up. you know.
1: But in fact impactful in the time that he was living. So a, a life well lived, even though the duration was short, which is what each of us can wish. We don't know what our duration is. It is about what we do with the time that we do have. Each moment counts. Each
0: moment counts.
1: Well thank you, Mark. So there is something he
0: was has a house in DC.
1: Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Thank you, Cheryl D.C. Joy. Yes, there was a great article in the New York Times, February 3rd. That is a wonderful article. I would recommend everyone read it. It also gives you a lot of history around Carter G. Woodson and in particular his home, which they are readying to be they got they to sorry, as that? a historic site, right, and, and allow it to be open to be seen. But yes, right in Washington, D.C., and I think they said, and it was the, one of the first homes of the association I was talking about. And I think they said in the article, they got it for $8,000. And then now, of course, you know, it's like 750,000 or something worth that, worth that. So um, wow. for all you real estate buffs, uh, this is, this is appreciation at its finest. So thank you, Cheryl DC Joy. And I am looking forward to seeing that home once it is open to the public. So, February is Heart Health Month. Many of you know. uh, Is that where Valentine's Day came from? No. No, No, I know. I think Valentine's Day precedes Heart Health Month. But Heart Health Month is coinciding with the month Mm -hmm. that has Valentine's Day. (laughs) But the American Heart Association has selected February's Heart Health Month likely linked to Valentine's Day. And many of you may be aware that February 2nd, which was Friday, was wear red for women's health. So if you saw people on Friday at your workplace or on your Zoom wearing red, women in particular, but it was... Wear red for women's heart health on Friday 2nd, but we celebrated the entire month. So get your red on during the month of February for many reasons. Cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women. The number one killer of women. Is that
0: just women. Black women is women
1: across the board? Women across the board. And certainly those numbers are higher for Black women. So- nearly 45% of women ages 20 and over are living with some form of cardiovascular disease. So this is a not so quiet killer. So we want to be thoughtful about our eating, about our diets, women, but everyone across the board. And so hopefully if we wear red, we can use that as a reminder to what are we doing to support our bodies to fight off cardiovascular disease. So we wear red today in support of all of that. That's my red. <laughs> and now I'm so happy to get to this part. Why that is so is happy, happy birthday to everyone each Sacred Space Sunday. Well, it is Aquarius season. I think it is the best season of all.
0: We just Why celebrated my birthday Friday, then we Ophelia Yes, Smith. we
1: celebrated Ophelia Smith, my mother's birthday of February 2nd, also known as Groundhog Day, also known as Heart Health Day for Women. <laughs> so yes, we had a wonderful celebration of her 82nd birthday. So grateful for that. Yeah, and so now we're gonna start something new. Hold okay. on, we got George coming up too, right? Yes, my birthday is February tenth. February tenth. So, thank you, thank you, uh, in advance. So, I want to tell you a little bit about the sign Aquarius. It is from January twentieth to February eighteenth, and it is considered a masculine sign. And the element for Aquarius is air. Mm. So, here are going to be some important notes about Aquarius. The quality, right? It's called the quadruplicity, right? Uh, And uh, so Aquarius tend to be assertive, independent, progressive, analytical, original, and inventive. But strong dislikes and firm opinions. I can concur with all of those characteristics. (laughs) The ruling planet for Aquarius is Uranus. It is the ancient Greek sky god first ruler of the universe. It was the first modern planet to be discovered, which was in 1781. In astrology, Uranus is the planet of change, disruption, the unconventional, and the unexpected. It rules invention, aerodynamics, and modern science. The symbol, as you can see on the screen for Aquarius, is the water bearer, dispensing a gift that flows freely and equally to all. I thought you said air was the element. Air is the element. And the water bearer is the symbol. Mm. Symbol. The symbol, you can see this little purple thing with the little squiggly water signs. That's the symbol. That's the symbol, right? So there's the element, which is air, but the symbol is the water bearer. Oh. Dispensing a gift that flows freely and equally to all, representing creation and the giving of life. The water that the water bearer pours out symbolizes truth, which you freely give out to the world. Now, this is just, wow, an aha moment for me. So I've had a tarot reading about a year or two ago. And the ultimate card that I got was the sign of a water bearer. And basically this the, the meaning behind this card was that when I free my mind, then you know flow happens into multiple buckets. So in the picture, there's a picture of a woman and she has kind of a crown on her head, and from it is flowing water into multiple vessels. On both sides. So the, it comes here, but it flows into multiple vessels. Basically, you free your mind and you're able to flow freely in multiple directions. And I never associated it until now with the fact that I'm an Aquarius and it's a water bearer. And that's the exact description that was just given here. I never made that connection. Interesting.
0: So you the have, pictograph- you're older, older and wise. That's right.
1: That's right. So the pictograph that you're seeing on the screen, the the symbol here, it represents the water that flows from the vessel of the water bearer. It is also a picture of the human ankle in motion, which is the part of the anatomy that the Aquarius rules. And so in symbolic terms, this means rigid, unbroken lines uh, representing electric energy, universal thought, and the wisdom of the future. Now Mark and I laughed about this many, many years ago. So the dominant key word, or in this case, phrase, that an Aquarius uses is I know. <laughs> and it's only because we do. <laughs> we know. We know. Uh,
0: shout so, out to JB and Eddie Buck. Oh. That's
1: right. Other other Aquarians that we love so much, right? So they know too. So we will uh, share uh, the instructions. Hey, Dave
0: Chance. Hey, I think Miss day's birthday. on the seventh. Oh. oh, that's not, it hasn't come yet.
1: Has it come? Has it come? You're not late yet. Yeah. Uh, so it is Aquarius season. So love on your Aquarians. And we will share this for the, all the signs in the months to come. And I would be remiss not to give. Credit to the author here. Uh, the book that I am reading from is the only astrology book you'll ever need. This is the only <laughs> astrology book you'll ever need. You can find it on Amazon or wherever you. Like astrology for dummies? I don't think so. I didn't. It. It. it yeah. I. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it just it's comprehensive. I'll take it as comprehensive. Okay. So, anyways. I think it is. So did we say the next sacred space Sunday will be, remember we do first and third Sundays. So the next sacred spun Sunday is coming up on February 18th. 18th. Um, as always. That's you last right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. And then we move into Pisces season. And so we will talk about Pisces next time. And. yes the fish the fish and as always you can contact us at niacenter at gmail.com niacenter at gmail.com
0: what would they want to contact us about
1: i don't know you might want to recommend some people to speak and join our broadcast you may want to join our broadcast we would invite you as an interlocutor to have conversation with us you are all invited. You can contact us if you are in need of spiritual counseling. If you would like to talk to Mark about Reiki and learn more or get a Reiki treatment or t- learn how you can become a Reiki practitioner. All of these things and more. Uh-oh, Latanya Johnson, we got a Pisces in the house. Pisces yeah. in the house. <laughs> Upcoming Pisces, Pisces season. Mm -hmm. Um, So for any and all those things or any uh, inquiries, please reach us at niacenter at gmail.com. All right. I think it's time for our meditation. And good morning to all of those who gave us good morning shout outs. Good morning to all those who gave us good morning shout outs. So let's just find our breath. Just begin to notice it. wherever you are whenever you are let's raise our shoulders pull them back and let them go and let's breathe into those shoulders let's inhale and shrug the shoulders up, and exhale them down with a sigh. Let's do that two more times. We call that a full cleansing breath. Just begin to breathe
0: naturally
1: on your own. Maybe noticing the feel of the air as it goes in the nostrils, cooler, it comes out a little warmer. Maybe you're seeing with your third eye the rise and the fall of the belly. Noticing the rise of the abdomen on the inhale. The caving in on the exhale, noticing, allowing, appreciating. Mm -hmm. And today I hold an intention of appreciation. For me, for you, for us. Releasing focus on circumstances and situations. Standing firmly and lightly in appreciation. Appreciation for breath. Appreciation for the beating of our hearts. Appreciation for a love in our souls. Appreciation for our oneness with the divine energy, the God source, the creator of worlds, the consciousness that is always present, always watching over us, through us, as us, appreciation for each new moment and all of its potentiality and infinite possibility. That's right. Each moment as infinite possibility. For this, we stand both firmly and lightly in appreciation. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. Breathe it in, breathe it out. Take it in, release it out. And it is from this space and place of appreciation, I am thankful for our and Center family. I am thankful for the opportunity to be a channel here on Sacred Space Sunday. I am thankful that Mark and I get to flow as the water flows for Aquarians for all in this light and light of consciousness, of appreciation. May our connection be strong and unbroken to all that hear us now, in the future, and forevermore. We give thanks and appreciation for this moment, knowing it is divinely guided and all is in perfect order. And for that, we say, Amen, Hashem, and so it is.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Always my favorite part of the broadcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now it is time for our affirmation. It's time for our affirmation. So we invite you to take a picture on the screen to write it down, copy it from the chat. If you're watching it live, if you are listening via podcast, it is in the summary for this particular broadcast. So I will read it and allow time for you to repeat to yourself. I am worthy of good things.
0: I am worthy of good things.
1: I have a right to comfort and prosperity.
0: I have a right to comfort and prosperity.
1: I let go of thoughts and beliefs that no longer serve me.
0: I let go of thoughts and beliefs that no longer serve me.
1: (laughs) Today. I am open to seeing myself in new ways.
0: Today, I am open to seeing myself in new ways.
1: Very powerful. Very powerful. I think it's worthy for us to read it again. Okay. I am worthy of good things.
0: I am worthy of good things.
1: I have a right to comfort and prosperity.
0: I have a right to comfort and prosperity.
1: I let go of thoughts and beliefs that no longer serve me.
0: I let go of thoughts and beliefs that no longer serve me.
1: Today, I am open to seeing myself in new
0: ways. Today, I am open to seeing myself in new ways. Very
1: powerful. Very, very, very powerful.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: A right to comfort and prosperity. (laughs) All right. Know it and take it in. So I am in appreciation of this affirmation. Thank you. And so, Mark, you've got a talk, I, I see. More. Yes. In, more. More.
0: And, in 24, 24. And, it, and it rhymes, right? More and yeah. 24. Let's see, we had a comment.
1: Love the affirmation.
0: Love it. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Tanya, you're one of our faithfuls. We really appreciate you. So. So, I am affirmations, right? They offered the most potent powers and forces that allow you to reach your goals. See, when you use I am to start your affirmation, it attracts all the good things to you and will enable you to forgive and have a forgiving heart for those who wronged you. I'll say it again I am worthy of good things. I have a right to comfort and prosperity. I let go of thoughts and beliefs that no longer serve me. Today, I am open to seeing myself in new ways. Now, let's take a minute and think about your life. Take a minute and think about your life. Let me ask you something. What is an area of need or desire in your life right now? Are you faced with family problems or financial difficulty? Is there a conflict at at your job, as they say? Are you experiencing some physical challenges, some discomfort or dis-ease? Maybe you battle with depression, or maybe your heart has been broken. You know, I tell my students, I ask them, have they heart, had heartbreaks, and they they adamantly like, no, I've had my heartbreak. I said, well, keep on living. It's going to happen. Don't run from it. It happens to every one of us, and it builds character. Well, maybe your heart has been broken, or is there something consistent with a godly lifestyle that you would like to see God do for you? Take a moment right now and imagine the best possible outcome to that situation. If God intervened, what is the highest and best result you can imagine? Have you done it? Can you picture that outcome in your mind? Well, I want to tell you that whatever you just imagined, you're thinking too small. God can do much, much more. Here's our scripture for today's talk, The Basis. It's based in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, chapter 3, verse 20. It says, Now to him who by the power and work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. Think about the deepest longings of your heart. The more you want in your life that you're afraid to voice out loud. Over the years, I've learned to trust God with the secret desires of my soul. And I can testify to God's faithfulness in giving me more of his vision, presence, and calling, all for a purpose bigger than mine. Have you ever wondered what God's response would be to your heart's cry for more? I believe the universe's savior would bend down in the most caring manner and say, more what? And how much more? My supply is unending. My mercy is limitless. My grace is more than you need. The more God wants for your life is beyond comprehension. Our key verse today, Ephesians 3.20, tells us God can do anything you know, far more than you could ever imagine, guess, or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and deeply within us. There's a song by Brian Courtney Williams. A great work. If you haven't heard it, check it out. Google it. YouTube it. It's a great song. A great work. And it's based on this scripture as well. See, this changed my thinking and my life when I realized the power of this truth. Right? See, God can do anything. And not just a little bit more than we dream of. Far more. So, what are your craziest ideas? Profound longings and grandest plans. The things you've barely allowed your soul to imagine. Because even those grand plans aren't enough. See, all of heaven looks down on us, shaking their heads and saying, Is that all? Is that all Latanya wants? Is that all Naomi wants? Is that all Cheryl wants? Is that all Mark can dream up? Is that all he can dream up? See, let me stretch your thinking because we serve the ultimate big thinker. No plans of yours even compare to God. The amazing truth is that God can take every limitation put on your life by you or others and expand your heart and purpose in a way that's way bigger, way higher, and way more effective than anything you can imagine. You see, you can never outdream God. There's two more scriptures I want to refer to. First one says, But it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love Him." That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. And then the second one is in the in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 19, verses 26. It said, but Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals, it is impossible, but for God, all things are possible. See, see, God wants more for us than we do. That's exciting, right? We need a lot more, and we need a lot more than excitement to keep us going because the transformation we need most. The transformation God is aiming for goes far more profound and involves far more than we typically understand or expect at first. Let's Let's take weight loss, for example. I know some of you been out there talking about your weight how you're going to lose weight. So if we're overweight, we think we need to lose weight and then we'll be happy. Therefore maybe we'll stick to a diet and exercise versus simple, right? See we make an enthusiastic optimistic start and maybe even some encouraging progress, only to discover that reality isn't nearly so simple. See, we discover all sorts of powerful appetites, habits, fears, and path, pain, and temptations at work that we didn't fully appreciate. See, See, Jesus captured the difficulty in these few words in Matthew 26, 41. He said, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit indeed is willing. But the flesh is weak, right? So if given the choice, I think many of us would prefer a safe, predictable, tame God over a wild, unpredictable one. And the reason comes down to trust and control. See, see, with a safe, tame God, we have some control over our circumstances. See, based on what I do, we can begin to plan and predict God's response to every situation. I've heard the following promises in various forms too many times to count, like one. Struggling in your marriage, then make sure you pray together, read your Bible, but go make bless marriage. My brother used to it, tell me this one. Are your finances tight? Then make sure that you're tithing the correct amount, right? Going to church and giving all, all the right ministries, and God will bless you seven times over what you can imagine. How about struggling with depression, anxiety, or just feeling empty? Then make sure you are praying for your devotions and reading your Bible and not committing any sins. And then God will grant you the peace that He has been withholding because you have not been living. Right. right? See, they all share the same idea that if you live, do, and act right, then and only then God will bless you. And who would want it for God, since it will allow us the best chance to guarantee that we will find happiness and contentment in life, at least in life with the least amount of suffering. Is this not the approach we take with our physical health? Eat right, exercise daily, don't smoke, get enough sleep, and you will live all the life. Until we're surprised at the health-conscious person who gets a heart attack and dies in their 40s. And then the fast-food-eating, chain-smoking alcoholic that lives into their 90s. See, See, we cannot control our lives. We cannot even control God. But thankfully... God cannot be controlled. I say thankfully because God wants more for you than you want for yourself. God is unpredictable and wild. and Because we cannot predict with great certainty what circumstances we will have based on how we live, we may feel that God has failed us, that God has not kept up his end of the bargain. I live right, and God ensures that my life is smooth and pain-free, right? See, God wants more for you than you want for yourself. See, see we tend to think, think small. We focus much of our thinking on our time here on earth, right? Who will I marry? What career will I have? How many children should I have? What car should I drive? Should I rent or buy them? Right? Do I have enough money to retire? Where will I retire? See, these questions are important, and they do deserve careful thought. Is that all that there is to life? Of course not. Because God wants more for you than you want for yourself. See, God is working with the big picture in mind. He is more interested in your spiritual heart and your level of intimacy with him because he knows nothing else will ever satisfy you the way he can. See, God knows that a relationship with God is not a means to an end, but that a relationship with God is the most significant end. So God uses all things, the good, the bad, even the ugly, to lead us into a more profound experience of God's love, comfort, hope, and peace. But for us to experience this intimacy means we trust that God's motives and heart towards us are, in fact, our best good. And we can because God wants more for you than you want for yourself. So let's move on to our insight plus application equals results today. See, I don't want you to worry about your life. See, if our heavenly Father so lovingly provides for the birds of the sky, you ever seen a hungry bird? No, stop, absolutely not, right? And the green grass around us. How much more will He provide for your every need, right? See, in Matthew six three Jesus says, "But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness." And all these things shall be added to you. See, see, there's a very powerful promise here. If we put God's kingdom first and put our priorities in order, it releases incredible blessings. And when we put the spiritual over the material and puts God's agenda ahead of our own, we can confidently expect God to provide for our every need, protection, guidance, food, finances, or any other earthly necessity. See, lay your worries at his feet. He is the God of much more. Now you may ask, how do I seek first this kingdom of God and his righteousness? So I've got seven ways to seek first this kingdom of God. This is our application. One, prayer, right? See, First Thessalonians 5, 17, challenges us to pray continually. The number two is spiritual reading, right? It's easy to rely on others like our pastors or other spiritual leaders to feed us God's word. As, as many have lovely insight, but it's nothing like getting it to read for yourself. Three, worship. Worship God, right? Four, forgiveness, including self-forgiveness and forgiveness for others. You ask God to release you of the hold that that action has over you, right? And then memorize some Bible verses for yourself, right? So that you're going to have something to relay on, rely on. In a dark moment, right? Or in a a moment that's not going in the way that you would like. You could use that Bible verse to gain strength, draw strength. And then praise. Let all things give praise. And then finally, number seven, thanksgiving. Enter to his courts with thanksgiving, right? And so those are the seven ways to first seek God's kingdom, right? Prayer, spiritual reading, worship, forgiveness, Bible verse memorization, praise, and then thanksgiving. You're muted.
1: I take the pause to mean that you are at conclusion.
0: Yes, (laughs) ma'am.
1: So we've got a new addition to the broadcast that uh, is determined to participate today. Oh, little Isaiah. Is little Isaiah, (laughs) little, little spoiled Isaiah, right? So thank you. Thank you so much for this powerful message. And I think that, you know, the application, as we said, you know, it is one thing to hear and have insight. It is the application that transforms. So I want to go back to the first part of your application here, introducing the seven ways to have more in 24. And so just want to acknowledge and recognize these and also expand them to those who may not identify as Christian and are wondering how do I translate these into my own practice that is inclusive of, but maybe beyond Christian centered teachings. And so just one way to think that, you know. These are words and and words are fungible, meaning that don't get too attached to the words themselves. Get at the meaning behind the words and the intent and the offering here. So prayer, prayer shows up in many different ways. Prayer is not limited to being on your knees with your hands clasped together. That is one form, one way that prayer looks. So prayer looks like getting still, getting open and looking to connect with God. Spiritual reading, as Mark talked about, worship, much like prayer, getting close and connecting. Meditation is an opportunity for prayer and worship. Forgiveness, forgiveness crosses all traditions. It is a central teaching across t- traditions. Bible verse memorization is an is is an offer and an invitation to find spiritually grounded wisdom that you take to heart and yet you memorize that can support you and provide salve in moments when we forget. Because as humans, we're going to forget. This is why it's a practice, right? And not a destination, our spiritual walks. And praise, praise, praise is, you know, that's that's that joy. That's that, you know, those are those affirmations. Those are, you know, knowing what is true. That is, and seven, Thanksgiving, we talked about that earlier, also known as appreciation, right? Appreciation for all things, gratitude and thanksgiving. So these words are important and they're expansive. And so the meaning and the offering that Mark has uh, shared here as an application is very, very powerful. And I agree, it's the way to more in 24. So thank you, Mark.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. I I I was struck by that. Whatever we can imagine, the question asks you think about the things that you want and that God meeting it, and then that's still not enough. It's not big enough, right? That we can't imagine what God has in store for us. That's big, right? That's a big thing, and that's ex- It is exciting, but it's it's really more about the closeness, the spiritual closeness that you have. You got to develop spiritually so you can have the wherewithal to go through the the other stuff that happens out here in the world, in life.
1: Yeah. And and something else that stood out to me was the first scripture that you offered here from the Bible, talking about by the power at work within us, you know, reminding us that God is within. And so for those who, you know, center on a teaching that would have God without and distant and separate. And, you know, we're here, we talk about oneness, oneness, right? Yeah. This is this is an affirmation of oneness and that it is not some distant thing that is ever away from you. It is within you, as you, through you. And it is critical to know that that power is within you because then it's always there. So this is why we talk about remembering because we just forget sometimes that that power is within us and available. And that's why each moment offers new and infinite possibility. That's why. Because we've got yeah. this God power within us. So it's infinite possibility.
0: All right. And by according to great work, that's a great song. Let me see if we can put the link to that in there.
1: Yeah. You know, they don't allow us to play it uh, copyright. They'll shut our whole broadcast down if we play it for you. So we won't. But we certainly can connect you to it. As, as Mark is doing that, we remind you that you can listen to us obviously recorded on youtube but we're also available by podcast so one way to remember as you drive around town a lot of us are going back into the office if you're commuting again that our podcast is available so i i think now we are officially on i don't know maybe is this season three maybe it's season two it's season two And you can stay connected if you are on Facebook. We have the Allverse page where we look to put inviting and fun, encouraging, any uplifting uh, messaging. And it's open and it's open content. So you can add your content as well. And we would love to have you add your content. Anything that can uplift and inspire so you can find us on Facebook as well and follow us on all social media sites. So please hit the like button. You know, analytics are important. So share, share back to your own social media networks and hitting the like button. All of these things really support the growth and development of our, of our Sacred Space Sunday India Center. So thank you.
0: So Tanya says she has, her slogan has been, my no stress no more in twenty twenty four I use it for passwords <laughs> what I like more twenty four is more positive and expensive. That's a long password Tanya. <laughs> you supposed to tell us so
1: I don't know if you're supposed to tell us that? <laughs> Maybe you gotta change it now <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank to <so> more twenty four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. But passwords are definitely a way to use your affirmations and encouraging words because you've got to put that in so often. So I think that is a great tip on on the passwords. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna post that update. We want to keep you safe. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> This uh, this is a sacred space, but this sacred space is also a social space.
0: So all right. All right. how do we how's the wig business doing? Oh
1: yes, the wig business. That's right. That's right. So yeah, oh, they, it, We want to know more in 2024. So thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> hey <laughs> Latina, what's <happening>? up <laughs> there? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. You know, I thinking, and it's funny here, that Lakina's on here because we all went to FAMU. I don't, I, I don't know if kids think about HBCUs the same as they did when we were coming out of high school. Like, I, you know, there were a number of kids that when I was in high school that went to FAM from, from this Columbia area, right? From uh, uh, Howard and, well, uh, let's uh, go see, see the play. Wild Lake, right? Oh, and they did very well professionally. I'm drawing a, a blank on their names, like right? Cheese. Uh, not Cheese. Man, it's a president, CEO, of Commerce from Famu. my man, Michael Bracy who's over in automotive industry, big Cheese over there. But I don't know hardly any kids now that are going HBCUs. What do you think is going on with that?
1: I well, I don't think that that's a change. Having being someone who grew up in in the area market, I live in Maryland. In the Columbia Laurel era area of Maryland. That's not a change. So if that's what you're saying, that would not be a change. So when I was in high school here, no one talked about HBCUs. The counselors never spoke of it. I didn't know really anyone that was going through HBCUs. There were not trips being hosted by people in my local community to go visit HBCUs. I only became aware of them because I happened to know one of my good friends went to FAMU and she told me about it. And I ended up going on a black college tour, but that was not with people who lived in the Columbia area. That was with people who lived in Baltimore. And Scott uzel
0: that's the other guy I was thinking about Scott Uzel. there. So uh, that
1: actually is not a change and that this environment doesn't promote. It's very different than growing up in Chicago or Detroit or some other cities where their schools are promoting it. That that was never promoted.
0: You if think you it's the school? The schools aren't pushing it, the HBCUs.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying. I you're in the school system now. I can't speak on now. Only you can. But what I can tell you is that back then, when you're talking about those people went there, they didn't go there because their counselor suggested it or their teacher suggested it. They went there probably because someone in their family or in their network suggested
0: it. Lakita, you think that HBCUs are more popular now?
1: Yeah, that's what she said. So it's 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 where you're teaching and the population that you're teaching to.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know how to. I wish I wish it was on their radar more. Uh, well, you have
1: an opportunity to be that emissary. Yeah. That I mean that that's what that's telling you. But, that you but need they're they the when
0: they do they the cases, as soon as we get back to school, I guess I got to start wearing my family gear in the, in the fall. That's right.
1: And when you're talking to the ninth graders and 10th graders, you can't wait till they're, you know, later.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's an opportunity.
0: Just the pandemic interest has grown. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Shout out to the HBCUs. I saw, I don't know, it was Facebook reel, TikTok reel, Hampton versus Howard, the dancers at the basketball game. That like the hbcu experience so i I know i mean people seem to enjoy the pwis too i don't can't speak to that but nothing like fam you boy we had a blast and we know black people that do everything all across the world right Black people that do everything all across all walks of life yeah certainly
1: right HBCUs are now on 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 ESPN and have their own network that wasn't the case before right certainly popularity has jumped. Jo- you know an awareness with the vice president co- going to an HBCU so definitely awareness is much much greater in far more communities than it was when we were going to school so you know it's just again a reflection of of the community that you work in particularly, which we won't say more about right now. People can infer. <laughs> people can infer. So with that, thank you. I think this is a great conversation. I, I'm noting the time and wanting to have people enjoy the rest of their Sunday or day, whatever time. Ooh, yeah, I
0: joined us huh? on.
1: Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Always lucky to be beautiful picture, beautiful picture in your well, little- she
0: show. Isaiah. She said, I I think she means Isaiah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My
1: coworker that doesn't do much work. <laughs> but need to be right in the mix, right in the mix. So this is baby Isaiah, baby Isaiah. Um, I call him Isaiah bear. Mm-hmm. It's Isaiah bear. Uh, so anyways, let's move into our closing prayer as we send you out in oneness, love and joy.
0: Yeah, more and 24, God, thank you for more. Thank you for knowing the. A- Above all that we can imagine what you have in store for us, thank you for us being a space to receive it and believe it, right? To believe it and to receive it. Thank you for all the blessings that we've received and all that we've yet to receive that are in store for us. Thank you for taking our, our tragedies and turning them into triumphs, right? Thank you for taking our situations and turning them into testimonies of victory and overcoming. Thank you for us being bright lights in in the darkness thank you for shining through us and to us lord thank you for the the, the miracles that are performing in our life and the healing and our in our love lives and our professional spaces thank you for bringing us peace and and thank you for allowing us to be the leaders that you have us to be lord thank you for having us be the voice and speak up and say the things that you have us to say in a way that's profound and heard and received. Lord, thank you for us leading with love. oh Lord, thank you for us receiving the love that you have for us. Thank you for those that may be similar. what they call a bad space. And you I mean sending them exactly what they need to be uplifted out of that space. Lord, to help help them with that burden that they feel that they're carrying along. Let them know they aren't on their own. They aren't by themselves, they've got they've got support and they've got help, right? And that you're just there waiting for them to ask. And even sometimes they don't ask, you're just there sending in that help and waiting for them to receive it, right? And so we thank you for us being a yes, a yes to all that you have for us. So yes to to those moments of, um, of clarity that come when we're trying to figure it out, Lord, or when we feel like our back is against the wall, showing us the way out. Lord, thank you for that rest and rejuvenation. Thank you for these celebrations of these life that are happening this week. Thank you for all that is coming and all that has already come. In your name we pray, amen, and so it is.
1: Amen, and so it is, and so it is. And so we thank you. We thank you, family, for joining us again. On this episode of Sacred Space Sunday, more in 24. Yes, have a blessed week. That's right, more I in can. 24. Amen, amen, Ashe, and so it is. Man, a <laughs> a woman, <laughs> and a woman. And a woman, and a woman. Yes, more in 24, more in 24. Absolutely. They
0: Sorry. say Joy! <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a great, what a great moniker. What a great moniker. All right, family. Until next time, inshallah. Uh, Before you hit the screen,
0: can you click on the all verse button up there? If you know. Okay. The
1: These are producer notes in the middle of the broadcast. <laughs> Thank you, family. Bye.